episode of Project Raindrops is recorded through a third-party conferencing platform. Now, let's welcome your host, Joni. Now, along this way, Kevin, you've started to venture into podcasting, specifically around May, maybe? That's, that's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Like the word venture into podcasting makes me think, was it really podcasting that we did? But yes, go for it, John. This. <laughs> you just don't know what it is. So um, what's the reason behind it? Is it something to do because in your introduction in layperson, you talk about you have a subject theology in your master's. Was it the reason behind or aside from that? Is it because of your background here in the Philippines or in your exposing to word of God? And how, let's, let me say it this way. Um, how did God shape you in order for you to be in that thing right now? Forgive me for another pretty long monologue again, I would say. But yes, never in my mind it came across that I would be starting a podcast with folks but yes, the, uh, I think the whole enterprise took longer than just the month of May. Because yes, when I was, I was at Biola, we're required to have two theology courses. So I did uh, Systematic Theology 1 and I think Systematic Theology 3 or 2. And during those times, it was such an experience for me because I never had really understood what I believe until it was like really labeled. I started hearing the words like patristics and started hearing the word Nicene, uh, the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed. And these things become scary for a lot of like Protestant denomination back in the Philippines because if you say creed, if you would say Saint Basil or Saint Augustine, the immediate reaction would be, is that like Roman Catholic? I mean like that's always the reaction. So I'm like, wow, having learned these things and in such a particular context made me realize this is what I believe actually. Like these things so I got very excited I would really want to talk about my faith and I would really want to have somebody to talk about it but the reception was not as good as I would want it to be so I'm like okay nobody wants to talk about it so maybe I'll just keep it for myself and yeah so a lot of other experience that uh, that started on that point and then came this year during the uh, pandemic and there is online conference called the secret church it was led by david platt and it talks about government and our response as a church our response as believers because it's not like the government is like we don't care about the government but we do really care about the government so a lot of discussions there and then before then i invited friends to come join that conference what happened is that i have two friends who eventually became like my co-lay person person <laughs> in that podcast ish that we were doing so they were there 
And at that moment, after the conference was over, so the conference was Friday night here, and conference started 7 p.m. all the way to like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning. So I'm I'm here in Boston. My other friend is in the Philippines, and the uh, my other friend is in Norway. So very different time zones, but we really held it up to the very end. And then the following Saturday, we just like, hey, let's talk again. Let's talk about this. Like debrief. We debriefed, and then we we prayed, and then we we sang song, and then the idea just came. Like maybe we need to start something. So, and because like, I was so glad as well, because I can talk about things about theology, about life to them in a more deep fashion, for the lack of a better term. So we decided, yeah, let's do a podcast. And then we, so that was Saturday. And then the following Sunday, we met again. And then of course, Monday came, I need to start school again. So that whole week, I'm just like, okay, so we're going to start this. We need to have a website. We need to have this and have that. So it's pretty much like for that whole duration, I do have a paper due at that week. But I'm just like, nope, I'm not doing my papers. I'm just going to focus here and start learning how to build a website from ground up. And then all of these things, and it just came together. It's like a tank filled with water. And then you just loosened the lid and water just started gushing out. So it's just like that. It, it All the ideas are there already. But at this one instant that God gave, then that and having been able to meet these people who pretty much like what we call people who have the same wavelength as you do, like the same radio frequency as you do. And then the idea just started um, spilling over and then we we decided that this is how we would call it and then so even though i missed doing my requirements during that week i did not fail the class you can say that it's grace but it's not really advisable to do that but i'm just like very passionate like let's do that let's let's put this up and all of these things and the resources just came in like because you have to pay for your website domain name and you have to do having having a personal email like a dedicated email that would because our email is info at delayperson.org you also have to pay for that but all in all we were just like no let's just do this this for the glory of god and then yeah i think we're out to our i think 12th episode already of the q and r which is we're, which is, we're pretty surprised as well. It's like, oh, we're here now, 12, but it's nice. It's just nice what God is doing. <laughs> as I tried to resonate about your experience doing that, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I started as well around May, and uh, right now, hmm. around 11 ish. Oh, so we're pretty much like on the same thing. Like, Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much the same time. I like to commend your websites, your oh, <laughs> the logo when you start your layperson thing. All of those are these person. They're really passionate about what they're doing. 
And um, just uh, tonight as well, um, the reason behind even of this podcast, it's because I have great conversations with uh, people I've met and uh, to mm-hmm. those who are walking with Christ. And mm-hmm. the only thing I have coming from God when I started even teaching and after college life is that to continue feed my lambs. Mm. Feed my lamb. If you could recall Jesus before he went into heaven, he told his disciples to, if you love me, then feed my lambs. Mm. And that resonates even in my teaching and even in my life. So the Lord, mm. so what should I do with all the things that I have right now? Mm. Kind of, aside from that, I have this thing in me that I'd like to preserve some memories to create mm. old footprints. And uh, yeah. I would like that as I age, I could go back to these memories, to these footprints, and I could see how God changed me and how God mm. um, created my stories and where I've been. And as well, looking back to the people who I met before. And mm. I think this will be important as well to those people, even up to now that we are experiencing, most of us are in quarantine or are in homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should move as followers of Christ. I think this is another thing that he is opening for all of us right now, that, mm. hey, it's not just direct or face-to-face that you could do this, but here is a digital platform and I could mm. still use this for my own glory. And mm-hmm. I, I, I believe it's the same story just like yours. Mm. Yeah. And I think like our, our approach is like we're really trying to be as local as we are um, because we do have the option to publish materials in English. Of course, that's always an option or publish materials in Tagalog. That's also an option, but the the in the initial decision was like, okay, let's publish material in our own local dialect, because it's not always a guarantee that the, for example, like the historical things or even the theological things are translated in our language, and since these are these are the topics that we sometimes cover uh, when we talk about our Q&R in one of our segments in, in, uh, in the layperson. So we're pretty much like, yeah, so it would be accessible for a lot more people. We will try to speak our local dialect. However, that might start to change, actually, because yeah. just yesterday, uh, one of the layperson from from Norway said that, oh, there's this like Tagalog lady who starts listening to our podcast and then she tries to understand everything. She really enjoys it, but she's just trying to understand it based on context. So maybe, just maybe, we might start publishing in Tagalog or English, but we still like the Cebuano language is still very dear to our heart and we would really want to reach as as many people as we can using our own native dialect so so definitely we're not trying to be like a global sensation or anything we're just really trying to save the uh the locality 
where God is placing us and God is positioning us. If that expands later, well, good, as long as, as long as God really decreased that to happen. But right now we're pretty much, our heart still goes to our local communities who speak the languages that we speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I might, I might see you soon becomes bigger than what you could think right now. <laughs> oh, you, do you know that? Well, well, two of us, two of us in the layperson, or I think, I think all of us in the layperson were all also inspired and motivated by Ravi Zacharias. A lot of people knows him, but but what Ravi da, does is that he asks, well, he allows people to ask questions and he tries to answer it. And that's why one of the segments that we have pretty much does that. So we ask, so we ask questions from people and they ask us questions and then we try to answer it the best way possible in under 15 minutes so that it wouldn't be too long. But yeah, so Ravi Zacharias has a really deep impact to the layperson, I would say. Um, also, um, John Piper's podcast has also been an influence to us. Like we have asked Pastor John and all of these things. And of course, these these influences are not hidden. Uh, these these things are not hidden from people who constantly listen to us and those who have visited our website because we actually dedicated a page to them. Like, hey, these are some resources that you might also find interesting. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like influence of these people. Wow, just to somehow um, try to boil down all things. Can you comment on this? Just like your Q&R thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking a question. But then, I'm okay. uncommon verse. But this is not an, an uncommon verse. But it's common verse. Okay. But just resonate yeah. out from it. Hebrews mm-hmm. 4, 12. Oh, yeah. Okay. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of the soul and the spirit of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree on what this says. And especially in our generation right now, it's most likely that we just take part of the scriptures so that it can fit the way we think or we take part of the scriptures so that it could fit the way we live which shouldn't be the case but here it's it's just like a reminder for us that the word of god is not something to be tamed it should tame us. It's not the other way around. Like the word of God is not subject to us, but we are subject to the word of God. And if we really allow ourselves to become people of the word, it changes a lot of things. And the change doesn't always come easy. There are a lot of difficult things here, which even up to now, like I've been a professing Christian for quite a while. And I believe in Christ and whatever he did on the cross. But even as you revisit the word of God, there's always 
this new revelation to you about how the work of Christ really needs to impact our lives. And I think that's what we were we are missing a lot during these times. So for example, we have the story of David, right? So we have David's story and then most of the the interpretation that we have for that story is that yes, we are David. Like we can defeat our Goliaths. We just need to have faith and like the stone of faith or whatever and and you would defeat your Goliath. It sometimes gets stretched out to be like, yeah, you would defeat whatever you have in front of you if you have enough faith and, and you because you are David and so on and so forth. Of course, if we let the word of God guide us in terms of like interpreting that kind of story, that story is not actually about us. It's not about us defeating Goliath. It's like a um, foreshadowing of what Christ will do in the cross. Why? Because like in the story of David, well, all of Israelites are afraid of this big undefeated giant and no one else stood for them, not even their king. We are those Israelites. We are the helpless ones. We are those who are afraid, those who are crippled by our fear and then came david and david as a representation of christ going into the battlefield not us we're not there fed to the giant fed to fend for ourselves and defeat the giant it's like david facing the giant himself and defeated this undefeated champion and what is the biggest problem that we have in our lives it is sin. And there's no one else who defeated sin except Christ. And it gets very tricky, like especially when we read stories from the Bible and we let our own subjectivity and we try to detach our senses to the gospel message of Christ and what he did on the cross. We could just easily lose track of what the message is and it would become more about us instead more about God. And I think that's why reminding ourselves that this word is alive and active, it's not just like a, a poetic description of what the word is, because we know that the word is with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. So pretty much like everything in the Bible that you see would really point you to Jesus. And if it doesn't point you to Jesus, then that might be a very dangerous way to look at the Bible. And of course, it says here as well that it, it's like a two-edged sword piercing the division of the soul and the spirit and joints marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Because whenever we look to Jesus, we see our imperfection. We discern our sinfulness. And with that, really gives us the opportunity to see like our mess how far have we fallen from God and at the same time shows us the value, the worth of the sacrifice of Jesus. So it's really important that we read the Bible and not just read the Bible on our own, but really talk about it to people. If there are things that you're uncomfortable with on whatever you read, it's not, it's not bad. It's not evil. 
to ask. It wouldn't send you to hell to ask to really raise questions about it because this is what sometimes we talk on our personal time with the with the rest of the layperson. So we talk like, yes, we we need to anchor everything in the Bible because if the Bible claims that it is true and it is truth, then whatever you throw at it, at the end of the day, it will stand as true. So that's why in one of our segments at the layperson, we really try to respond to questions. Even even some people might find it like, oh, that's silly. That's it, it looks like you don't have faith. Why do you ask these questions? No, for some people, these questions are really important to them. And I myself can remember some questions that I cannot even ask to people at church because they would label you like, what are you? You don't, don't you believe Jesus? Because you would be labeled these things. And the sad thing, the very sad thing is that these people who say these things are in the church instead of you like really trying to explore your faith and really trying to go deeper in your understanding of the scriptures, you just get led to like, oh, you don't ask those questions. So I think that kind of response is one evidence that we really need to actually go back to the scriptures and let the scripture rip us out of everything, even rip us naked in front of God so he can clothe us with his own righteousness, which I for myself have not perfected because I mean, like nothing that I can do would perfect me. Of course, it's always Christ's work in us. So yeah, so but that's a very good verse. Profound, Kevin. Oh, well, <laughs> profound. <laughs> Let me say, um, for example, we talk about some people are doubting the reason why they are asking. And, um, there are actually people in the Bible who are doubting. <laughs> yeah, but they were not cast away. They were actually instead responded by God. True. Yeah. But we ask the more God answers. And uh, the more we reveal ourselves to Him, the more He shows Himself. Um, some people are afraid of doing or studying God's Word because it appears to be too scholarly for them. Mm. As the last thing to talk about this podcast, what can you say about them? What would you like to say about these things? Um, they are too afraid in studying God's Word. It might be too scholarly. Why should not we become afraid of, of this? Yeah, I think the, the fear comes from they don't believe that the Bible is inerrant or they don't believe that the Bible does not contain error in the most theological sense. So they're like, oh, you can, you can follow what the Bible says on some parts and not on the others. This fear might also come from the fact that Yes, it's scholarly in some sense that there's a lot of history and there's a lot of like mystery, of course. I also recognize that, that there are mystery in the Bible. However, it's not a sufficient reason not to go and really study the word because there's, there's actually very clear things that's the, that the Bible says as well. The third thing that I can think of that people might not want to start reading their Bible is that they heard stories of people who read the Bible and became crazy. And they're like, like, don't read the Bible or you'll get crazy like that. Like that neighbor that we have, which is 
crazy. Why, why, would, why would anyone inject that into some other's brain? But I mean, that's their, that's their experience. So, but I, I think I also have an, a response to that. Maybe another reason that a lot of people does not even try to read and understand God's word or the Bible is that they're not going to seminary. And for them, the work of reading the Bible and really understanding what it says is the work of people who go to seminary. So let me just recap. And I want to respond to all of those questions. So the first one, so the first one I said is inerrancy. Uh, the second one that I raised is scholarly. Also, people would, uh, would not learn the Bible because it makes people crazy. And the fourth thing is that it's only for seminary students or for those who want to be pastors and stuff. So for the first one, inerrancy. So there are different doctrines in and I think if I would look that up in uh, in our website, oh, I haven't published it yet, but I've written something about the doctrines of the scripture, its inerrant, its authority, and all of these things that might be worthwhile to look into. And I think one thing that you people who are listening to this might get interested is that the Bible has more manuscript more copies, more remaining copies than Iliad and Odyssey. However, for us, we even believe that the writers of Iliad and Odyssey are the real writers of those books, even though they only have meager copies that points to those authors. But the Bible has so much archaeological, uh, archaeological evidences that it is indeed a reliable source of how God revealed himself to the people long before since the time of Israelites in the Old Testament until the, the New Testament. So the second reason why people might not want to read the Bible because it's too scholarly. And I think that's, that's a wrong, not really a wrong, but a very slippery place to start your journey in the Bible because the Bible doesn't even require you to be able to read what people did back back in the day in the Old Testament, it was read to them. And right now, there are a lot of applications on the website or even on your phone, mobile applications that actually reads the Bible to you. So it's not really a question of, of it being a scholarly book, but your receptiveness of what is being told in the Bible. Um, and it's always good to ask questions, as what we've said earlier. The third thing is that people think that going, that reading the Bible makes you crazy. And I think what we're missing in that line of argument is that what is actually the goal of reading the Bible? It's for your life transformation. Why do some, I don't really know the story of other people, but if your goal is just to fill your head with, with knowledge and data and facts, that's not the goal. It's life transformation. Life transformation is the goal so that we can be, grow closer to God and so that we can hear him more fully as we await for his return in the second coming. If the purpose of reading the Bible is just like, I know this verse, all of you are condemned because of these things, I don't think that's a good way to look at as the goal of reading the Bible. So maybe 
you would want to read the Bible more if you have a clear idea what the Bible is actually leading you towards. And pretty much that is the coming of Jesus Christ. And the last thing is that seminary students, so a lot of people would say that, oh, we will not read the Bible because that's only for seminary students. However, even Timothy in the New Testament was really, even, even the early church was urged to really check whatever they hear and check it back from what the scripture has written so that they would really know that it is true. So reading the Bible is not a job for seminary students. It's a job of every Christian. A lot of us Christian would say that if you read a lot of Bible, you're turning or tr you're trying to become a pastor. No, I think there is a fear behind it because whenever they see somebody who tries to learn the Bible, those who are very relaxed in their faith gets intimidated for especially like if you you're already old, if you're already old and you're in the church, I mean, like you've been serving Christ for let's say 10 years or 20 years, but you haven't really looked at the scripture with fresh eyes and haven't really studied the scripture and you found somebody who is very young and very passionate about reading the Bible. And as a response of your intimidation, you kind of like, oh, go to the seminary. And pretty much I think like the, the reasoning behind it, go to the seminary so we can become this same relax Christians who doesn't read their Bible because your presence intimidates us. However, reading the Bible is not really like a seminarian's work. It's, it's all of us Christian were really asked to read the Bible. So yeah, I think those are the four things that I can think of right now why people don't want to read the Bible. And of course, my responses to those four things might be a good starting point to think about Oh, why do I why don't I read the Bible? If your arguments are false into these four things, maybe like you can start reading it and like you can start reading it with a different uh, launching point and really start enjoying the word of God. And remember, the word of God is alive. It's scary because it's alive. It, it would convict you of your life, of our errors. But if we allow it to work in us, it would definitely yield the the fruit of the spirit it would definitely yield more christ likeness in us especially as we look at the gospel of christ and what he did for us on the cross yeah amen um it sounds like the fruits of studying god's word are greater than the fear yeah. of studying god's word i'm thinking since i try to look back onto your Facebook account. You were oh. a debate coach for, I think, for CBA. Oh, yeah. for That's also for Holy Trinity. I was, that might be one of the reasons why you are even in the layperson's, why you'd like to answer questions and create arguments out from it. And I think um, God really shaped you for what you're doing right now. Kevin, it's been great so far. I hope we could still talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Could have part two for this podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We definitely enjoy that. I really enjoyed our conversation Me tonight. Yeah.
I know, I think my roommate can hear me because all of them are like sleeping right now, but I think it's all good. I really appreciate your invitation. Yeah. Thank you even for your time. Um, we learned a lot from you and um, I hope, can you plug your layperson here? Oh yeah, um, okay, let me plug. So you can find us through our website, uh, www.thelayperson.com dot org click the about button and you'll find us on facebook on youtube on twitter and yes please if you have questions even questions that are crazy the questions that you don't ask your pastor <laughs> you can send them to us and we would as faithfully as we can respond to your questions so that it could also edify the church so yeah i think that's my plug yeah and lastly, Kevin, can you end this with a prayer? Pray for those who are listening as they study God, that they may understand God's word as well. And even for oh, yeah. those who are in different situations as we undergo the current pandemic, may they Definitely. be surrounded by God's presence as of the moment. Yeah, sure. Um, let's pray. Heavenly, gracious, loving, sovereign God, we thank you for this opportunity to just talk about what you did in each of our lives and each of our ministries. We thank you, Lord, for what you've been doing even in our own individual hearts. Heavenly Father, we, we pray, especially even, even in our current situation, God, that you would open our eyes to really let us see you in this situation. So I pray even for those people who are infected by the virus. I pray that your will be done in their lives, your healing, and above all, that they may know you, they may see you in these situations. God, we thank you, Lord, for every opportunity that you give us to even uh, listen to your word and read your word. Lord, there's nothing that we can do to really make our hearts aflame to the passion of reading your word except through the work of Christ and through his Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I pray that you work in our hearts and may we also grab opportunities to listen and to study your word. And I pray that there would be people around us in our community that we can share this experience with if we're really having a hard time Heavenly Father, prepare your church, O God, for the day of your coming. And, o, and may your church represent, O God, the gospel that you ask us to carry to the nations. We pray, O God, for this podcast by Joni, that you would use this for your glory. And may Joni's life radiate more of your goodness, radiate more of Christ. As he carries along with his day. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kevin. It's an honor. Thank you so much, sir, Joni. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all, folks. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Project Raindrops. Project Raindrops.